0: the cup of joe is sponsored by Milan Vukovic with Tahibo Tea at 818-610-8088 this is your half empty cup of joe
1: pour a cup of this good smelling coffee it will taste as good as it smells.
0: This show is hosted by Joe Jaquit and Jason Walker. Because half a cup is better than
2: no cup.
3: Good morning and welcome the Monday edition of the Half Empty Cup. Uh, hope you all had uh, a good weekend. Uh, I- I'll say this, I- I'm definitely... Uh, dragging uh, a little bit on on this Monday Uh, over the weekend my wife and I our youngest son turned 21 over the weekend and my wife thought it would be great to uh, go out there and, and surprise him with a visit from mom and dad on, on his 21st birthday and I'll tell you this this is one of those things I don't know if this happens uh, to I I want to believe this is this is normal and and I'll, I'll just I want to share with you how this how this happened so we we obviously you know we, we know is his 21st birthdays coming and he was just home for Thanksgiving right just Just the week before. He's a junior in college. He's going to be done with his classes. He'll be home uh, in less than three weeks for Christmas. And we'll be home for over a month. And I thought we had made the decision, Jason, to be like, you know, yeah, it's cool and all, but it's okay. We're going to see him in a, in a few weeks, he was just here, Let, let's just skip this one, right, We're, you know, my wife, and our, my, my wife mailed him his present, you know, we did all that stuff, uh, made a lot of sense, and then all of a sudden, Thursday night, my wife says to me, you know, I'm... We really should go out there, you know. It's a on you know, we need to do it next. You know, oh, okay, honey, whatever you say. And, you know, we I work on Friday. Uh, we we wake up really early Saturday morning. We drive out Saturday. You know, it's his birthday on Saturday. Uh, hang out with his friends. You know, do that stuff. Blah 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 blah. Go to a bar. Uh, have a couple of drinks and, and uh, go back to the hotel. Sleep. Wake up. And drive back the next day. I mean uh, we really didn't do anything, and we spent ten hours in the, in the car in a 24 hour period but, but but I'm exhausted and, and of course, uh, I still don't understand why you know and, and but you know whatever whatever your wife says, uh, that's what you do, whether it makes sense or not.
4: Yeah the trick is always to make the traveling part as best as you can. If the, if you make the traveling part either somewhat fun or tolerable then then it's all worth it. If the traveling part is dreaded or you're worried about it or it's for some reason something goes wrong or it's tough then, then you yeah that's when you start to question it so joe maybe you just weren't looking forward to the hours on the road and i think the older people get them less they want to be on the road except for if you if you're one of those rv guys and you're living you're living in your house maybe that's what you need to do maybe you need to get the rv you know joe and you can, you can rv out there and you know maybe it's uh you know i i don't know uh, but uh yeah it's uh, I, I get it you know i mean I, there's sometimes i really want to be active get there, doing stuff and then there's other times i just want to close myself up in a, in a room and just kind of hang out by myself. <laughs> so so I, I do both sides. At least I'm not one or the other, you know. But uh, it's hard. It's hard to, it's hard to get motivated to get up and get out there. But I, I think seeing your son on his birthday, I mean, that's uh, it's one of those things, like even if it wasn't the most spectacular birthday, it's, uh, you'll remember that you made it. How's that? Maybe that's, that's yeah, the PFC well, achievement. Know
3: what, but I, I, I think what made it worse was my son didn't know we were coming right cuz we had said you know hey we're we're going to sit this one out
4: uh oh disappointment and, you know while well, him and his buddies
3: right they that oh. friday night they had a big night right they 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 had a big night so you know they they had some big event uh and, and you can just tell uh that that uh yeah you know we're kind of pl- planning on just being kind of kicked back relaxed we 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 kind of had our fun Last night, so it actually probably worked out because I know this. Yeah, I can't hang with those guys. No, no, th- nor do I want to. I have no desire uh, to to sit there and get you know blackout drunk with a bunch of twenty one year olds. <laughs> uh No, that's just not what I want to do.
4: Well, I, I've never I've never been a big drinker when it comes to to, to trying to out drink someone, but. I try to keep my my body in a position that if I have to do something outrageous, I can, but I really choose not to unless I have to. How's that? <laughs> I, I, I'm, in, I'm in the uh, the readiness position, but I choose not to. So I uh, I, I get that. You know, yeah, you, know, you never know. One of these days, it's like yeah, you sort of got to stand up and do it right. You know, even you know once in a while, the old guys, you got to stand up and prove that you hey you know back in my day yeah you think you're you, you think you guys had it <laughs> you gotta you gotta show a spark of it so they they know that you know that's uh that, that's that's kind of how i try to keep myself joe but yeah i'm with you man i just i'm glad i didn't drive 10 hours this weekend
3: yeah yeah so the uh it was probably and i think again you know uh, uh and my wife's fantastic obviously uh but but i think she had this idea in her head of of what she thought it was going to be uh and and it turned out to be uh not that at least and by by the by the time we got home she was she kind of said yeah it didn't quite go the
4: way i expected it i've learned in recent years the uh I don't have any expectations anymore. I, I, I have a plan, but I never have expectations. It nev- Nothing ever goes the way it's planned, Joe. I mean, right. rarely, rarely. Man, now, maybe if it's in sports, your plan is to win, okay, and you win. But other than that, I mean, when when does anything, I, you have a family gathering, don't have any expectations. There's no way that group of people normally is going to act in the way that you want them to. So, so yeah, uh, pl- make the plan. Don't expect. Just uh, go with it.
3: Amen to that. So that was uh, that was how I, I I spent my my weekend. This weekend uh, didn't get to play any golf. But You know what though? It actually worked out because it actually got cold. It was it was like forty two degrees pitching. driving to work this morning. So uh, looks like finally uh, winter is Stop here. Uh, we'll be back. We got Steve Do Mitchell something. coming up.
0: The half empty cup of joe is sponsored by Milan Vukovic with Tahibo Tea at 818 610 8088.
3: We're back here, the half empty cup, Joe and Jason. We we've got Steve Mitchell with us. And and before I, I turn it over to Steve and get some of his thoughts, I there was something I, I do have to share. So uh it's not like we didn't do anything. You know, we did the usual uh what do you call it? With with uh, the ping pong ball and, and the cups, um Oh oh
4: and, uh, yeah
3: uh, <laughs> Beer pong, beer pong, beer pong, right pong. there you go, there you beer go, beer pong. So, uh, I, and, and I'll just say this: Yeah, I schooled those guys. Yeah, you know, I, <laughs> I, I, I still, you know, I still got it. So we, we were doing, you know, we did beer pong. Uh, we played darts, right? Uh, and, and here's the one thing that I noticed. So I'm playing the first game, and we were playing beer beer pong. And we're down to the last cup, right? It's always the hardest one, just that one cup. And I make it, right? And I start celebrating and, and, and you know, telling them how they, they, they can't beat the old man. And, and listen to this. The rules have changed. Oh, well, we, we get a chance uh, to, to, to tie, if you will, or to make up. And I'm like, what do you mean make up? You got three cups left. I just made it. Game's over. Oh, no. And and they were able to make one. And apparently, even though they had Morgan, no, no. no. Got to keep going. Uh, we're playing darts. They're playing 301. So 301, really simple. You start at 301, and you got to finish at zero exactly. Right? So I'm down to to, to 13 points, and and I hit 13. Right, game over. Oh no, no, no! I get, I get a chance uh, to close mine. Now he had to get seven, and we did that like four times. Where, where the, you know the, And I'm just like, you know, this is this whole everyone gets a trophy nonsense. <laughs> it's the same thing.
4: Well, I, I do know in darts the uh, second thrower does get the shot to to tie the game. So if you're the second thrower and you hit your number, you win. But if you are the second thrower, I, I do know. I don't know about beer pong. I didn't play a lot of beer pong. But I'm guessing they're just—they're making the rules for beer pong. The second thrower gets a chance to tie. But I don't know—I don't know how beer pong works. I thought it was, you took turns. So I mean, if you had three cups left, it seems like it was over. But I, I don't.
3: Right? Wait, how do you know. Either, you got three cups left. Come on, man. <laughs>
4: that is true. It does sound like somebody uh, is doing everything they can not to lose. You know, they want to have a tie game or, or whatever. But yeah, I, uh, I don't know, Steve. What, what do you say, man? Do you have you, uh, how many games of beer pong you participated in lately? I haven't participated in any.
5: You know, I think if I got to drinking beer, I wouldn't be able to play anything. <laughs> it would be not. It'd be useless.
4: <laughs> I fall down. How about you? How about the dexterity? You know, you think you can bounce that ping pong ball into a
5: cup? Uh. You know, the truth is, I couldn't do that if I was sober. <laughs> well, I, <get> this bit, <laughs> I do get the
4: vision of you like filling the bottles with the pills. It's like there's got to be a little bit of dexterity, making sure those pills don't fly all over the place. I, I see yeah. uh, how they ca- count the pills on the little plastic thing and take the knife and put
5: them in there. You know, there's got to be some dexterity without putting all the pills on the floor. You know, it's funny. The other day we were uh, we were doing something and and I I, I knocked something off a counter and it was it went bouncing across the counter over by me and I reached out and grabbed it you know when 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 you're working as a pharmacist especially as an intern and stuff you do a lot of filling these little bubble things you know one pill at a time and 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 you get to where you're you know it's like jujitsu or karate your body programs that junction in the spine that you automatically react faster than your brain does and Valentina says, "How did you do that?" I said, "Oh, on, oh, little one, up <laughs> You know, <laughs> I grabbed that thing before it hit the ground. You know, it's like it's true. There's a pharmacists have very quick hands because you know we we do a lot of pills, man. And if they hit the ground, you got to throw them away. Uh, so. <laughs> really? No five second rule? Come on, it's just a pill. <laughs>
3: five second rule? Come on. <laughs> that's
5: a, well, that's that's technically so, an adulteration, and it's not." Uh, I'm not suggesting
4: anything, but it seems like there's a lot of pharmacists out there I've heard that uh, are dropping a lot of pills, and then uh, they don't quite go to the trash. They end up on the market somewhere, the black market. What do you say? <laughs>
5: Depends on how expensive the pills are, right? You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of medicines that people don't know this, but a lot of medicines that expire here in the United States. Uh, pharmacies, especially those that are run by Asians, uh, divert. The, instead of instead of throwing the pills away, they divert them to the Asian and other places around the world markets. Even though they've hit the, an expiration date, they're still the pills still good. You know, when you have an expiration date on a pill, it basically means that ninety five percent of the medicine at least is still there. So you know, right. we're in America, we throw them away. But that that's the standard. I don't know if it's ninety seven, ninety eight. I don't remember that was back in school. But, you know, there was a big study that was done uh, of some meds that were put away for, I think, World War II or World War One, one of the two. Anyhow, a bunch of pills were put away uh, by the U.S. government for for stockpiling, and they went back and, and checked all the stability of them, you know, like 40 years later. And, and all the pills were still within standard range except for pills that contra- contained aspirin. So I'm
4: a little, Steve. I'm a little still stuck on the drop in the pill. Is, is there someone that actually checks that it hits the trash? I mean, or is it, is it, or is it just go into biohazard and nobody nobody sees it again? It's uh,
5: it's up to the uh, the integrity of the pharmacist. <laughs> 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 yeah, some pills. I, I would say I would say some pills do have a five second rule. Um, there are some very expensive <laughs> pills out there
4: you know there's. I, a, saw, there's some, I saw a documentary steve that 's all I, I saw a documentary Sometimes you get the pharmacist that 's not playing by the rules and and they have like a uh, quite quite the business going in and out of the building as they as pills are flying out the door so and I know you 're not that type of pharmacist but i I just wonder how many pills are hitting the floor in that place is, is kind of what i 'm thinking
5: There are pills you know that pharmacists are people man we have people of all different levels of honesty right i mean the system they're very strongly screened as they go through school i mean the whole time you're in school they're trying to figure out a way to kick you out but but even then there are you know there's varying levels of belief in the system so you know so if you if for instance you had a pharmacy and you didn't believe in the in the the rules that they put out for the uh some of the medicines used to treat COVID. Maybe those medicines would find a way out of the pharmacy. But you know, there are and and there are, so there are medicines that, that get imported in the United States that are banned in the United States at other places in the world that are legal. Um, so it goes back into, you know, this transport of drugs back and forth across the United States works all directions, right? You can't uh, there's a there's a drug there's a drug that's approved in Israel and Germany. It is you know, you probably you guys have heard me talk about lotus now before. There's a, a a pro a peptide a protein that's made by the human body that has effect on multiple sclerosis and on cancer and autoimmune diseases. In America, that drug is the the that peptide is banned. It can't it can't be manufactured or used by the public. But in Israel and Germany, you can. So I I talked to a guy who. Uh, who used to smuggle a vial of that stuff in in his socks on a periodic basis out of Israel, I think it was, because he was treating his pancreatic cancer. So there's, you know, there's, a, there's, there's uh, drifting of drugs across the world, despite the fact the United States government and other governments, not just our government, goes out of its way to ban drugs that compete with, uh, with the drug companies' solutions for treating different, different diseases. It's, and those medicines go, going from the United States somewhere else would be worth a lot of money, a lot of money.
4: So, Steve, we've uh, gotten this far into the show. Uh, anything that you were going to bring to the show today that we are, are going to focus on? What, what, uh, what uh, entered your brain over the last
5: week that was something that you wanted to talk about? Oh, there's so many things. You know, it's like uh, I, I had to go get gas last night, and it dawned on me as I, as I went down to the gas station at 119 and I-25. I heard you know, everywhere I go I'm getting these ads thrown at me by Pfizer for yeah. for vaccines, you know, COVID vaccines, RSV vaccines, you know, flu vaccines. It's uh, it's on placards at Walgreens and it's you know, I think I heard like from the from from Longmont to one nineteen and back, I probably heard their ads six to nine times. I'm sitting there going on the radio, I said what does that cost to run that kind of ad campaign? And last year, when we didn't have them have a new RSV vaccine, you didn't hear a peep about it, right? But now they're pushing it, and they put because no one wants the COVID vaccine. There's people starting to figure out that there's evil behind that sucker. But this is the same company. The company that's pushing RSV and and the, and the flu shots is the same company that made COVID. I read an article the other day where they were talking about. You know, one of the things about the RSV vaccine is they're saying give it to mothers and pregnant mothers and pregnant mothers can pass the antibodies to their babies. And I haven't had a chance to read through the whole article, but basically they're making, they're saying that, that uh, the clinical trials for one version of the RSV vaccine that they made cause a lot of damage to the babies. So, again, do we trust? Do we trust these drug companies? Specifically, do we trust Pfizer? I mean, not Moderna, Moderna and, you know, the other ones. Do we trust these drug companies uh, when it comes to these vaccines? I don't know. That's one of the things I was going to talk about last week. <clears throat> Thankfully, I got diverted from it because I would have been probably hung by people around the world. But one of the questions I have is that, you know, because, you know, I'm obligated by my license in, in Nevada to think about this. Every time I renew my license in Nevada, I have to swear and sign in blood that I will support the CDC's schedule of immunizations for kids. It's required, or you can't get your license. So officially, for everyone in the world, I'm saying, yeah, I completely support that schedule. However, I would say, I've had conversation with my kid who just had a baby, and if I was taking care of a baby we would do the vaccination schedule different than the CDC
4: what about people that don't vaccinate because uh, I, I remember the first few years of Jack's life we did do vaccinations I wasn't as educated about it as I am today if I could go back I'd, I'd do zero vaccinations Steve I, and I understand that some of these vaccinations are supposed to work I just think they're more detrimental than they are helpful so I figure why it's, it's, it's unnecessary
5: for, for the most part I said um, an article to my son that, of course, he says he won't read because, of course, I don't know anything, right? And, and at one of the breaks, I'll see if I can find it because probably it's, some people would like to to read it. Uh, in that article, it basically makes the case that in, in multiple studies around the world, by very prestigious and, and knowledgeable people and institutions, they found that there's a there's a high correlation of vaccination with neurological damage in children, and in in societies you know like the Mennonites and other people that don't vaccinate, they don't have that correlation. They don't they don't see those uh, those impacts on the population from the from from a, le- a neurological you know like um, uh, some of these disorders that you got you know where kids have autism and stuff they don't see that correlation in that population now that could be genetic because of the the genetic pool i don't know but i'm i'm quite suspicious of the vaccines and i and i was driving around the other day and i actually this was before the last show and i thought you know i really don't know because i always on the show i'm i'm against the covid vaccine and i'm nervous about the modern vaccines uh they get pushed so hard, and and the clinical trial data seems to be, you know, as we as we delve into them, they seem to be damaged. But I'm starting to get to the point where I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can recommend any of these vaccines for kids. We'll talk more with Steve about
4: that on the other side of the break. Eight seven seven five three six thirteen sixty. If you have a comment or a text, we'll be right back.
3: I've learned to stand with people that are in the storm and have courage. And if there's a man out there other than President Trump and just a few others that have really proven their metal in the furnace, it's Mike Lindell. You're not gonna get better towels, better sheets, better slippers, better beds, better hundreds of products made in America anywhere.
7: It's ridiculous how high quality it is, how ridiculous the prices are low. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code KHNC.
8: Hi, this is Rod with PCs and Parts. We are giving away a free desktop PC for the month of December. So come by and check it out and enter to win our free PC giveaway. We provide sales and service for all makes and models. For all your computer needs, come by and see us. We are located in the Orchard Shopping Center in Loveland, next to the Ace Hardware. Or you can find us at PCsandparts.com. Call us at 970-203-0696. That's 970-203-0696.
9: This Christmas, experience the magic of Rocky Mountain Freeze-Dry. Our artisan freeze-dried ice cream, crafted by our local Colorado company, brings a unique twist. Ice cream that doesn't melt. From classic vanilla to exciting cookie dough, our crunchy treats melt into velvety smooth joy. And for a nostalgic twist, try our puffed-up candies, perfect for gifts and stocking stuffers. Visit RockyMountainFreezeDry.com and unwrap the extraordinary. Ho, ho, ho.
7: Brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch, sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360. Brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline. Brought to you by Pfizer. Making a difference. Brought to you by Pfizer. CNN Tonight. Brought to you by Pfizer. Early start. Brought to you by Pfizer. Friday night on Aaron Burnett Out Front. Brought to you by Pfizer. This week with George Stephanopoulos is brought to you by Pfizer.
10: This letter report brought to you by Pfizer.
7: Today's countdown to the royal wedding is brought to you by Pfizer. And now a CBS Sports update brought to you by Pfizer. Meet the Press. Data download. Brought to you by. Pfizer. This portion of CBS This Morning sponsored by Pfizer. On how to find the hidden sugars in the American family diet sponsored by Pfizer.
0: The half-empty cup of Joe is sponsored by Wagner Electric at 970- 800-3693
7: We are living
3: We're back here, the half-empty cup of JoJo and Jason. We got Steve Mitchell with us eight seven seven five three six thirteen sixty, and we are talking about uh, the vaccines and, and and not necessarily the COVID one, but Steve was talking about the the regimen of vaccines, and you know they do such a great job because. You don't even realize, and maybe because when you're a kid, you just don't know, right? Remember, you go to the doctor, you get the shot, you cry, and all that stuff. But you really didn't really understand uh... how many you were getting. And, and fast forward to today, and it feels like, ah, eh, I don't really know. I don't quite remember. I don't feel like my kid's gotten any more shots than I did. Maybe one or two, but. But really, Steve, what they've done is they, they've uh, in, in one shot, they may give you three vaccines in one shot versus uh, what they did when we were kids. And, and I hear and I know a lot of people have been questioning uh, whether or not things like autism, uh, some of those, you know, spectrum things have to do with uh, the amount of vaccines that we're getting, the amount of doses that we're getting, uh, the and really not only just the amount, the schedule, like how fast we're getting them, and then uh, last, uh, the fact that you you're getting multiple vaccines at a single time, and a lot of people think, Uh, This can cause problems, not for everybody, but it can cause problems for uh, a certain amount of the population. And the realities are they don't know who those people are. And and so you're kind of like playing a little Russian roulette if if it is. If it is these viruses that are causing these things, uh, people are being uh, pretty much forced into playing Russian roulette.
5: Yeah, you know, in that stu- in that study, they were talking about neurocognitive damage, things like autism and things like that. So, you know, I I haven't gone in, and I'm not an expert in that field. I'm I, I'm not. I'm just a pharmacist, right? So, um, but people who are a lot smarter than me are quoting these studies and basically um, counseling caution. And and one thing I I will say is, you know, I used to work out in California, and I and and I I did a lot of work with people up in the Menlo Park, Stanford, you know Palo Alto area, and in in those medical centers, uh, especially in the pediatric places, there are a lot of doctors that would not immunize their children. On the schedule that the CDC recommended. Now remember, I fully, I fully endorse the CDC's schedule. I fully endorse that. I'm on record. However, I will tell you that a lot of very cutting-edge uh, physicians for very wealthy people did not comply with that schedule. Not that they didn't give the vaccinations, uh, but they waited till they were the kids were a little older. That was something I observed, and that's when I wasn't a pharmacist. That was, uh, you know, I was an engineer back then, and but I had exposure because I I used to go to the medical, Mendel Medical Clinic and uh, and a medical clinic in Palo Alto and. And the pediatric doctors who I w- were, you know, my kids were my kids were in a daycare center with some of these doctors' kids, right? And it was always this huge thing because they wouldn't <laughs> give antibiotics for ear infections, and they didn't give the the shots on the set the same schedule. And the system was always trying to force compliance. And they're saying, "I'm a doctor, man. You know, <laughs> what are you talking to me about? You know." So I and I tell my son, my experience has been that wealthier people tend not to give their kids the vaccines on the schedule that the CDC recommends—they give them when they're a little bit older. And I, you know, when I work in the hospital, and you know, I—I I worked at one of the biggest baby hospitals in in Colorado. And man, those babies aren't even out of the womb, and they're hitting them with hepatitis shots. And yeah. Stuff. So I mean, it's like, when the hell is the kid going to get hepatitis? You know, are we going to do IV drugs? Are we going to, you know, are they going to go off and have sex? I mean,
4: well, I don't know what Steve, the Steve, I, f- I find it interesting that the average American, not everyone, but the average American seems to think that it's normal to have sinus congestion or a sore throat or a runny nose, headache, heartburn, bloody noses. You know, people think that's just, oh, once in a while that stuff just happens. But... I can tell you when when, uh, Jack was born he he was one of those babies they just you know they turned him upside down and hit him with two shots and I I think that actually came to giving him a problem he ended up having to have surgery just before he was two years old for something that was I I think it was right in the area where they gave him the shots is where where he had to have surgery but uh, that aside when he was getting a shot here or there in the first couple of years he was alive he had ear infections and he'd get sick doing this or that when we cut the vaccines completely out and i think it was three years old somewhere around there he doesn't get sick he just doesn't get sick of course we also eat well and we exercise we're a healthy family but uh, when when jack has a symptom he freaks out he thinks he's he's deathly sick when he uh, has a headache or he has a sore throat or something and he uh, he panics because he wants to figure out what's wrong with him because he just is not used to that whereas when i was growing up and i'd, I'd have regular shots into a Gosh, I mean, at least in the high school, maybe even my early 20s, I'd have, I was getting get a tetanus shot or this, that, or that shot. And I'd get, uh, you know, I'd, I'd get strep throat and all this other stuff on a regular basis. I'd get sick at least once a year, twice a year, sometimes three times a year. And I just thought it was normal. And I, I started lifting weights in my early 20s, and I thought I was getting really healthy, but I was still getting sick. Well, when I got past all of that, no more shots, no more of, of all the like, seeing doctors anymore, I became far healthier when I was completely away from that. It seems like the more I'm away from the doctor, the healthier I feel and the more that I take on whatever symptoms that do arise, the, the healthier I get. It's I just It just seems to be the way it is. It seems like the people that have to see the doctor the most are the ones that are gi- being given these drugs that they don't need, being given the vaccinations, and your life just becomes complicated. And I I, st- I also think there's a little bit of a mentality out there hey, if you've got dental insurance or you've got medical insurance, you're paying into that, well, man, I want to use that, right? You get a little bit sick, it's like, well, I've got it paid for. I should go in and get that, Get, get you know, and it makes you kind of want to go to the doctor for small things, and then suddenly they're giving you things that maybe give you more side effects and create more problems for you. I just, to me, Steve, it's almost like it's better to be poor and just not seeing the doctor than to have the health insurance and then be constantly reminded, well, I want, I want to cash in on that. I mean, I've seen people with dental insurance, they put their kids in braces like when they're five years old. It's like, what are you doing? They're, they're, those are baby teeth, right? I, what, what, are you, what are you doing uh, g- getting your kid in braces at eight? I, I don't see the use. It's like, wait till those adult teeth come in. And when, when they're all crooked, at, you know, just, just get something done then. But it's, it, it, it seems like there's a backwards mentality about how we pay for our medical help, Steve.
5: Yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit when we
4: come back. Excellent. we got Steve Mitchell, the pharmacist, here on the Half Empty Cup of Joe. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
3: Stop bitching.
2: Do something.
11: As the economy collapses, are you prepared to provide even basic essentials for your family? I teach Urban Survival Training Course that arms you with hundreds of skills and hacks to keep you and yours going when everyone else gives up. Food and water are only the beginning. Call the Rev at 303 809 3343. That's 303 809 3343.
3: You can turn your income on or off, compound it, whatever you choose. And get this, there's absolutely no loss of principal if you ever need your money back. Go to investyrefi.com, that's invest, the letter Y, R-E-F-Y.com, or call 888 y 24 You can earn a fixed rate of return that's up to 10.25%. Just call 888-Y-REFI-24, or go to investyrefi.com and tell them Joe sent you. You can buy gold just about anywhere in the world from all kinds of different dealers. So why do you use the Patriot Trading
6: Group? 20 years of service? Just like that. A plus rating with the Better Business Bureau? Just like that. Lowest prices? Just like that. No solicitation? Just like that. Buying or selling? Just like that. For all your
3: gold and silver needs, call the Patriot Trading Group at 800-951-0592. Just like that. Alibis! half-empty cup of joe joe and jason uh we got steve mitchell with us and you know the the thing that bothers me because you know we're asking these. we don't know we we don't we're not i'm not a not a doctor i'm not a vaccine expert steve's a pharmacist steve obviously does a lot more reading uh because of his job in in this category but just questioning it and just saying you know here's here's the data right? as soon as we started doing more vaccines and and combining vaccines uh, we, we we've seen an uptick in certain things and and we we'll, we we'll, we'll use autism as the main one but there but there's others could this be correlated should we, you know, we should look at this. Or, or even to Jason's question, are we using the doctor the wrong way, right? I mean, you know, back, back in the day, right, you know, you didn't call the doctor unless uh, you, you, you're, you broke your arm, you broke your leg, or, or they thought you were going to be dead, right? Then the doctor would come. Remember, the doctor would make a house call. And now uh, you know you, you you stub your little toe and and uh, you get a little sniffle and, and you're racing to 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 the doctor's office and and you know I don't know why it's not okay to say you know what maybe maybe we need to relook now I know that's what the medical industry wants that's exactly what they want right Yep just come in a second you got anything and we'll give you something. Right. Even if, if if it's not, we're going to give you a steroid, we're going to give you an antibody, we're going to give you something no matter what. And I think for a lot of people, somehow that makes them feel better because, well, now I got something. But maybe uh, it's time that we really reevaluate uh, exactly how medicine should be practiced.
5: Yeah, you know, have to remember that uh, medicine is a huge profit machine at least in america the practice of medicine practice of all these different uh healing arts is a is a system that's been captured by the drug companies and by the government and historically you know it seemed like it worked you know we went to the doctor we got treated we got antibiotics we got better and and I am not anti doctor, I am not anti dentist, I am not anti, you know, health professional because I I work those guys every day and I know they they really are trying to help you. But the system that that they have to operate in has proven at least with the covid that there's no concern for us. They completely betrayed us with covid and it makes me Extremely jaded and extremely um skeptical, you know. It's like all of a sudden now this season we have the triple demic, right? We got the flu, we got COVID, we've got RSV. You know, it's like what did we have last year and the year before and the year before? But they there's this constant drumbeat to drive you to the doctor, to drive you to the pharmacist to get your shots, to drive you, you know, all these different places. And you'll notice the pharmacists are now giving the shots because the doctors don't want to give the COVID shots anymore. And so they're forcing all the liability onto the pharmacists, which, you know, and the pharmacists keep giving it because that's that's what they're being told to do by the people that employ them. But uh, I think it leaves them open for a huge uh, liability because no one is supposed to know anything about the medicines more than the pharmacist, and now the lawsuits are coming out. You know, you're starting to see these lawsuits. You throw the the kind of problems we have occurring with the COVID vaccine out there with a bunch of attorneys and, and data coming out uh, about contaminants and hidden data and clinical trials and stuff. And pretty soon, you're going to have some lawsuits. And they're starting to happen against Pfizer and Moderna and these, and these companies. Hospitals, doctors are starting to become sued because they're finding contaminants in the vaccine that should not have been there. And the government continues to push it, to push it around the world. You know, and, and if you... If you have the audacity to bring out the data about the damage that's being done, the government is desperately trying to suppress it. I was—I saw two articles just in the last few days. Um, one of them was about a guy in New Zealand. He's a whistleblower, and he basically used to work for the government uh, doing data analysis for them with the healthcare system of some sort. I have not listened to his interview because I didn't want to be—you know—I didn't want to have my my opinion uh, skewed when before I came on the radio show, but he, the headline says that he correlated one in every four people that were vaccinated were dead within a year. Now, I don't know. That seems an extreme number, but he seems to have the data to back it up. But, the, but the, what really gives him credibility is that the New Zealand government has now raided his house and arrested the guy. How can that be? And there's another guy. He's a he's a a, a medical doctor in the uh, Air Force, Navy, Marines. I don't know where he's at in the military. And he was talking. He was using the military's data to demonstrate. There's this huge increase in heart problems in the pilots of that organization. And they've taken his computer access away. He has to have computer access to work. He's a doctor, but they took his access away because he had the audacity to provide information saying that they have this huge increase in heart problems in their pilots so anytime you try to bring out the truth anytime you're trying to bring out something to discuss even if it's not proven to be the truth if you even mention something that's a problem that would cut down on what the government's trying to push they crush you they crush you and that, is, that tells me the whole system has gone rogue and has turned against American people and against the people around the world. It's not just America. It's in Europe, in England, Germany, everywhere else. You know, But in some of these countries, they're starting to turn around and say, no, we're not going to do this anymore. We're not going to give the shots anymore. We're, we're going to go off and study this. But in America, that's not happening. We'll be back.
7: I'm excited to announce that we're bringing back our best offer ever on our original My Slippers. You save $90 a pair with your promo code KHNC. And now My Slippers come in even more sizes, smaller sizes, larger sizes, wide sizes, and all new styles and colors. Get them for your friends, your family, your neighbors, everyone you know. What makes My Slippers different is my exclusive four-layer design that you're not going to find in any other slippers my slippers patented layers make them ultra comfortable extremely durable and they help relieve stress on your feet i'm so confident that you and everyone you know are going to love my slippers that i'm extending my 60-day money-back guarantee until march 1st 2024 making them the best christmas gifts ever so go to mypillow.com use your promo code to save 90 dollars khnc that's only 49.98 a pair Quantities won't last long,
13: so please order now. Thank <music> you.
3: The half-empty cup. Joe and Jason, we got Steve Mitchell with us. And, you know, just maybe a little broader brush on, on uh, what's going on. in medically, we had a new head of, of the CDC, as an example, testifying, you know, in front of Congress. And and I forget who it was. It wasn't Rand Paul, but somebody else was was asking her, to say, hey, you know, here's your opportunity. Can you just admit that masking didn't work? Can you just admit that shutting the schools uh, did more harm than good? Can you just admit the science didn't support uh, pretty much anything that they did with children when it came to COVID? And you know what, Steve? You know what her answer was? No, she wouldn't do it. Right? No, they even won't do it with all the data that says, hey guys, this was wrong. They still won't do it. And this was somebody who, hey, you weren't even here. Yeah, right? you, you didn't work at the in the federal government, you had no visibility, uh, had no say in what they did when it came to masking. Or what they did when it came to schools right she wasn't involved right she 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 wasn't she she came from the state level she wasn't involved in any of these things and said you know hey listen you can't be held accountable but can you just and now now that you're the head can you set the record straight And, and she refused to do it
5: I think the system you know when historians look back, I think they are going to find that, that this COVID thing has been the biggest attack on the human species in the history of the world. And the governments just cannot admit that they forced something into the system that caused population reduction, death, and, destru- and, and sadness. I mean, who's liable for it? I mean, eventually the drug companies are going to be liable for it because the the lawyers are on on the case, and this thing's going to continue to go through the courts. It's just a matter of it's like the tobacco companies. Eventually, they're going to get them, and the government doesn't want to be involved with admitting that they made they made that mistake because, especially not in an election year. You know, they it's like oh my God. You know, can can you imagine? I mean, think of all the people who lost loved ones. Lost family you know breadwinners lost their only source of income because the government suppressed treatment options and and despite the government's best effort I mean so some of the headlines that caught my attention this last week new report young people dying of cancer at explosive rates UK government data shows that's talking about a report by Edward Dowd New Zealand whistleblower who exposed COVID jab mass deaths was just arrested. That's the guy who said one in four people were dying. The Department of Defense blocks U.S. Navy medical officers' computer access after he exposed alarming surge in heart issues among vaccinated pilots. You know, these these are, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. These people aren't just going out there, you know, throwing their their whole career away for nothing. They're basically reporting what they're seeing. And, and they would expect the system would respond in a way that would help them. But it doesn't. You know, it's like you're saying, it's, you know, they're doing everything they can to suppress it, everything they can to not admit it, everything they can to tell people to shut up and forget it ever happened so they can do it to you again. We'll have more with Steve Mitchell on the other side of the hour break. This is
4: the
11: Half Empty Cup of Joe.
1: Stop it, Joe. Do something.
8: Hey, Chris Lewis here with My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com, 970 776 0258. At My Favorite Gunsmith, all I do is repair firearms. I love freedom more than guns, but the only thing that separates a free man from a slave is firearm ownership. I would only add that it needs to work. All of my guns work. Do yours? Find out. 970-776-0258. My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com. That's 970-776-0258.
3: You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies. KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland,
7: Fort Collins. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, presenting a daily conservative pro-family perspective since 1983 and continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin.
14: Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky has led the fight against forcing Americans to fund NATO's war to expand its membership to include Ukraine. Congress has already sent $113 billion of our hard-earned American taxpayer funds to Ukraine's Vladimir Zelensky without accountability of where it ultimately went. Senator J.D. Vance of Ohio, which has a large Ukrainian constituency, opposes pouring more American money into the war there. Vance is quoted as saying, five years from now, you're going to find a lot of people have gotten rich from this. Yet it isn't just American statesmen like Senators Paul and Vance who are standing up to the demands for more money to fuel Ukraine's conflict. Voters in Slovakia elected the party that promised to end military support for the regime in Ukraine. The election winners also vowed to oppose Ukraine joining NATO, which is what this war is all about. Similarly, elections in Poland prompted politicians there to promise an end to Poland's involvement in the conflict. The Polish Prime Minister shrewdly announced, we are no longer transferring weapons to Ukraine because we are now arming Poland. Yet these global efforts to disassociate with the Ukrainian conflict are not being heeded by the war-hungry globalists on Capitol Hill. Senate leadership tried to get Ukraine jammed into the CR, and they just got bucked, celebrated Josh Hawley, Republican of Missouri, talking about the continuing resolution enacted in September. Yet the next day, President Joe Biden announced that he expects more funding of this NATO war in Ukraine to pass in a separate vote, which no Republican Speaker of the House should schedule. Americans should not be entering conflicts unless it is to protect America. We have no business wresting power from one corrupt regime only to pass it along to another halfway around the globe. The fact of the matter is that both grassroots Americans and the grassroots of other nations are pushing back against the presumption of the globalists that every war must be turned into a world war. Globalists need to start taking the hint.
7: This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. As leader of the free world, America has a responsibility to stay strong in economics, industry, morality, and military capability. Never hesitating to say America first. At phyllisschlafly.com, you'll see why the best foreign policy begins with a strong America. Join the conversation at phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly
12: Report.
11: Hey, folks, get ready. The Warriors Revolution Open House is Saturday, December 16th. Come in and meet the Warriors crew and Pac-Man and the Reb. It will feature a live radio remote show from 1 to 3. Warriors is jammed with thousands of last-minute gift ideas and will feature several door-busting specials only available at this event. Come in and join us. The week of the 18th through the 23rd is Pickup Week, allowing plenty of time for your purchase to clear the 72-hour waiting period on firearms. Give the gift they really want i know i want one warriors revolution in longmont colorado located at ken pratt and bowen street firearms accessories and so much more come in and meet your friends we're anxious to meet you warriors revolution longmont colorado see you there
0: Every day, unborn children lose their lives to abortion. Their moms and dads face a death culture that do not support them and insist their unborn children are worth sacrificing. You can provide support and make a difference in their lives by donating on Colorado Gives Day. Schedule a payment for December 5th at lifechoices.org or call 303-651-2050. That's lifechoices.org or call 303-651-2050. Thank you for your help. The views and opinions expressed on 1360 KHNC are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Excursion Broadcasting Network. The Half Empty Cup of Joe is sponsored by Wagner Electric at 970-800-3693. This is your half-empty
10: cup of Joe.
0: This show is hosted by Joe Quint and Jason Walker. Because half a cup is better than no cup.
3: we're back here the half empty cup Uh, Joe and Jason we got Steve Mitchell with us and you know what though Steve you know I was thinking about this this seems to be the attitude you know I smokey right I mean look how long it took for them to say hey you know what okay yeah Smoking is not very good, and it's not very good for you, and it's not very good for the person next to you, right? Concussions. Remember the, the NFL, concussions, right, and and, and how long uh, it, it took. And, and it's interesting because uh, this seems to be the, the pattern, and it was the pattern well before COVID, uh, but, but again, I, I don't think, you know, uh, You know, especially with 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 smoking. You know, smoking. It started well. You got to be in the smoking section. Uh, Then it's got to be outside. Now you got to be X amount of feet away from 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 the door type thing. Um, But it just seems like this is kind of how the medical profession seems to operate. That it takes not only an incredible amount of time and an overwhelming amount of evidence uh, before they'll actually come out and and make any change at all, Uh, and and it doesn't matter how ridiculous uh, their denials are, right? I mean, like concussions, I don't think anybody out there uh, didn't know, right? But they, they, again, they, they just wanted to stick to it. Uh, And and, and obviously, same thing with smoking, right? Somehow, uh, the tobacco companies, along with uh, the people within the government, were able to spend enough money to say, well, no, we've got a study that says it doesn't. So therefore, the study that says it does must be wrong.
5: You know, for a long time, people people don't remember this or not aware of this. Uh, It was going on before I was born, I think. But for a long time... One of the biggest funders of the AMA's uh, activities and their and their, you know, their magazines and stuff, big advertiser, were the tobacco companies. Doctors used to hugely endorse smoking, and and you know it was not a not a thing to be against, but there was huge money behind it, and and also there was this great reluctance to ever admit that we were wrong. You know, I mean they. <laughs> It's, it takes a lot to get, you know, they're running the herd, you know, they're trying to, if you if you don't think it's a machine to turn out workers for the, for the government and for the companies, you need to go sit and, and work at a hospital that, that processes large volumes of babies, and you'll see it's just a machine, and they're basically turning out workers, and there's a certain amount of loss that's acceptable, and as long as the loss isn't so much that they, you know, and they can't prove that they, you know, lawsuits cost the the hospital and the doctor's money, then they'll just keep doing it the way they're doing it. You know, uh, I wanted to kind of pivot for a second because we were talking about um, the government controlling information flow. There was a, I think about four days ago, five days ago, I was piddling around and, and up popped on my computer this this email about Tucker Carlson, episode 42. Oh, what's Tucker doing on episode 42? I almost never listen to his stuff, but, you know, it's like, okay, I'll look at it. And uh, I clicked on it and then started going, and basically he was talking about uh, there's a new law that's been passed, that, or is in the process of being passed, that forces the government to go off and release all the information it has about UFOs and our interactions with UFOs across all time of the United States, right? And he talks about how even though there's this law going into effect, no one's ever going to hear anything because the people who have the power won't let the information go out. And he's interviewing a congressman, um, who's the con- congressman? Um, Bucket, I think is his name, Burkett Bucket. Anyhow, it's you know, it's a, it's it's everyone that i know of basically says oh yeah there might be ufos yeah the government has them in area 51 yeah we have the bodies and you know basically tucker's saying the same thing but you know 23 minutes after that that report went out you could not get to it and when i tried to go to that from every device i have i have because i work online i have to have access i have three tablets i have four computers every one of my ways of accessing the internet was blocked from finding that on Twitter. Matter of fact, if I had the audacity to try to find on Twitter, I was blocked permanently from Twitter for the rest of the day. That report was no longer available, but it was available in some, you know, some places capture the stuff on the Internet and make it available. And some of those little organizations that captured it, had it out there, had a copy of this report and was playing it and talking about it. And then it ended up in some news... You know, papers, online newspapers over in the UK. I just looked; it's now back up on Twitter because the information about this first, it must have been. I mean, this must be like some kind of hot button. One of the things that tw- that Carlson was saying, and I think it it's true. Why won't they give us information? Because it's, they're hiding crimes. What are the crimes? We don't know. But. They're hiding crimes that they've that they've caused. They've caused against uni- the the American people and the people of the world, and they don't want you to know about it. And that's why, in my opinion, the government came swooping in and suppressed that report. But because it leaks around on the internet, they can't keep it suppressed. So now it's back up on the internet. It happens every day. We're constantly getting information taken away from us that we need to do. We own when we funded it. We
13: funded the activities of find this information.
5: We'll
4: have more with Steve Mitchell. Stay with us. We'll be right
15: back.
0: The half empty cup of joe is sponsored by Milan Vukovic with Tahibo Tea at 818 610 8088.
3: the half-empty cup of Joe with Steve Mitchell, and I know we're uh, uh, working on uh, a fix here. We've had some uh, issues at the station for the last week plus. Uh, We're actually installing some more new equipment, Uh, so hopefully, if we are off the air, it won't be for very long, Uh, and we should have it right back up. I I know that uh, uh, we are uh, we think, fingers crossed, that, that we have all the things that we're going to need uh, to to keep this thing up and going here. It's just one of those weird, weird little things. This uh, obscure little piece of equipment, and I don't, you know, it's not really little. It's just a piece of equipment that uh, nobody's touched since two thousand and seven. Uh, I don't even know that I actually even knew what it did. Uh, Stopped working. And so uh, we're we're getting that replaced. And here's the thing that I love because we're, you know, unlike the medical profession, we're like, okay, what happened? Let's figure this out. And then can we put a backup in place to where if in 15 years it does it again, right, can we – can we make a? Can we switch over and keep the uh, the radio station up and running? That's what we're doing. So we're we're, we're trying to not only fix the problem, Steve, but make make it better uh, at, while we're doing it.
5: Yeah, you know, I was thinking about this when I was working the other night. Um, when we talk about these these organizations that are attacking the American public and and not operating in our best interests, it's not in general the employees you know I know a lot of government people who work their butt off every day to to try to perform for to support the American people I, I actually the vast majority of everyone I ever worked for or with in the government were working hard to try to provide care for the people that were that were entrusted to them and and I think that in these organizations like the CDC and the FDA I don't think that the the run the day to day employees are the problem It's the people at the top some of the most some of the most knowledgeable people in the world about diseases resided at, at the CDC, but those aren't the people we're, that we're hearing from. Those aren't the people that are guiding our um, governmental responses, obviously not because what the government has been doing is not represented by science at all and now we have this you know they have this constant battle try to keep fear in the american public and now as we go into the winter you know and they've lost they've lost the public's fear of covid they can't control people like they used to now we have the triple demic and now we've got the, the the white lung pneumonia coming out of out of china and spreading everywhere in the world and you know doctors saying we don't see any unique pathogen here we see a combination of pathogens you know every year kids get sick and I don't know what's going on in China I don't you know I don't know that there's not another infectious pathogen but every year something new comes along remember we talked about this cycle we learn how to defeat the bacteria and viruses the bacteria and viruses mutate so they can come back and attack us again what the heck is new about that? And every doesn't year, the, uh,
4: doesn't the human immune system just do that all by itself, Steve? Isn't that kind of the point of this whole thing? The, the human immune system already does all this. Uh, isn't it the human tinkering that makes it all worse, makes things more infectious, or builds up super germs that make it worse for us? Doesn't it seem like the tampering is worse than the actual just letting it take its course and try to be try to live, you know, as a mom? You know, take care of the family. You know, that's the way it used to be, where the, the mom would do the medicine for the most part, just like Joe was saying earlier in the show. And that you'd only call a doctor, in when there was something that was, you know, you know, very uh, uh, problematic, you know, maybe even life-threatening. I just, it's just uh, as you're talking, see, all I could think of was like, oh, doesn't the immune system already do all that? doesn't it? Pretty much, isn't the environment outside of our bodies constantly a threat to killing us? And that's what our bodies do, do is it keeps us safe.
5: We're kind of an enclosed system. Is that kind of how it works, Dave? Our immune systems are pretty amazing, but I'll tell you, and 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 I understand what you're saying, but I believe strongly that we have a we have a miraculous uh, medical system that, if it was allowed to operate correctly, would uh, would do better for the American public. But even now, there's a lot of people that live a long time past when our our normal lifespans would be because of advances in me- in medical care that we have and the dedication of the doctors and the nurses and the pharmacists you know we have we have a lot of tools that we that modern science has given us that helps augment our immune system because the truth of the matter is when you know in this battle between the bacteria and viruses and funguses and us they win often because you know only only a certain percentage of the population can uh, build up enough immunity fast enough to, to defeat them. That's how you end up with you know groups of people that have immunity disease because the rest of the people that didn't died. You know we have these huge advances, in antibiotics and things, and and I and I think I've, you know vaccines have their place, and I think that they're very you know the older vaccines I. If it wasn't for a distrust of the drug companies now on my part, I I'm not against the vaccines, but um I do understand what you're saying, but I don't think that completely on your own in the normal world that, that our life expectancies would be anything like they are now as a population without our medical system. People come from all over the world to get medical care in America and and I've seen some I've seen some miraculous things and I've seen a lot of infections and things that would have killed the people that had them that didn't because we we had the ability to treat them with medicines. So we got a caller and, and Joe's got a
4: comment. Joe, go ahead and uh, what's your comment?
3: Well, yeah, what I hear you saying is, and again, I think this is the thing, this isn't a, a bashing uh, uh, of the medical system. I think the the, the issue that I have is uh, once it seems like the medical system says well this is what we chose to do uh, we, we, we seemingly c- uh, can't get them to change course when when it's obvious that something isn't quite right, and have them re-look. And it seems like the second they – they, I just get the feeling it's like, well, the second we admit that we did something wrong, uh, then we're never going to have credibility again. And, and, and I think that's probably some of the reason. And, it, and it's frustrating because I think Steve's right. There's a lot of great things medicine has done, but there are certain things that we know, hey, it could be better, but they seem to want to resist it.
5: Yeah, there's That's, there's huge power stuff going on. It just is.
4: Let's uh let's get uh Tracy. If you want to call in, it's 877-536-1360. You can call or text that line, have a question, anything. And uh, we'll put it on the air, put you on the air. But uh, Tracy, go ahead. Uh, you've been waiting. Uh, what's your comment?
16: Yeah, last hour you guys were talking about vaccine injury and stuff like that. You mentioned your son, Jason. And and Doctor Stan Monteith used to have shows on about vaccine injury, and there was a woman in Greeley that was thrown in prison, and she claimed that 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 she didn't kill her child. They accused her of shaken baby syndrome, and she had said the information was out there that that the child's brain swelled up and caused it to die, but they they throwed her in prison for child abuse
4: you're saying that the vaccine is what caused the uh, swollen in the brain
16: that that's what they said and Dr. Stan and Jill Harrison used to have shows about that stuff and i guess there's several people out there that are in prison because of of you know the the doctors won't won't admit that that vaccines could have caused that to happen to their to their baby
4: Joe that's a pretty interesting uh comment about uh you know the medical system may be protecting themselves and uh, when it comes to a uh, a child dying
3: well I'll go back and uh Tracy thank you for the call. I don't know the particulars uh, on that particular case but but I'll go back to to what Steve had said earlier usually you know when we think about well why is why are they covering this up? Why won't they let all the information out, right? Why won't they tell us uh, the answers to our questions? And it's usually because, as Steve was saying, there's a crime that was committed behind it, and they don't want to let it out. They don't want to let out that, you know what, you're right. And, and and who knows what the number is, right? One in... Uh, 500,000 babies uh, you know could die uh, in a different way that looks like something else with this Uh, they don't want to get that they don't want that information to be out there so they just don't allow for access
5: yeah you know I I have a a a grandchild in Wichita Kansas that uh, was developing all kinds of strange symptoms and stuff and and the mother took, you know, she's very vigilant. She took the baby to the doctor, and the doctor kept ignoring her. She took the, da- the baby to the emergency room, and, and they basically almost put her in jail and accused her of shaken baby syndrome and abusing the baby. And she's a very, uh, she's not the kind of personality that you can run over. And uh, anyhow, she got out. She took the baby to Oklahoma, to a medical center in Oklahoma, what they found is that the baby has a genetic disorder that causes um, all the symptoms that they've had. But if, if she hadn't, if she'd been a weaker personality, she'd be in jail right now. So you have to understand that doctors are not omnipotent. They're trained technicians, and, and they've dedicated their lives, and, and it's damned hard to be a doctor, I'll tell you. It's damned hard to go through that system dedicated their lives to trying to make your lives better and most of them don't make a lot of money people think they do but most of them don't make a lot of money the the general practitioners the surgeons do I mean the the neurosurgeons and surgeons like that they make a fortune that doctor in is in their office that you're going to see every day they they barely make enough to pay their loans off it costs a fortune to go to medical school they give up you know they give up so many years of of income. To go to medical school, so they barely ever break even, in my mind. But they're not gods. They're people doing the best they can every day, and you need you need to remember that. You know, it's like you need to find one you can have a conversation with, and and go to those doctors. Don't don't find the one that looks down on you. Go find the doctor that wants to be a partner with you, and and the medical system in America is a good system but like joe's talking about and i've talked about the people running the system trying to to manage the herd set the agenda and it's very difficult for those doctors that have to operate in that system to deviate from what the agenda is the insurance companies won't pay they'll lose their licenses you know doctors lose their license for you know prescribing ivermectin pharmacists get letters from the board of Pharmacy threatening to take their license away if they dispense, you know, excuse me, hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin. There's a tremendous amount of power that's exer- that's pushed out onto these practitioners that nobody ever sees. I mean, the doctor comes walking in the office and she's smiling, but she just got off the phone with someone telling her, you know, it's like, if you dispense this anymore, I'm going to take your license away. And on the other side, you have these huge organizations pushing their agenda in for profit and they're the ones funding most of the research there's a huge amount of research in the United States that never gets, never reaches the public and never reaches you know any way that the public could have access to it because no one makes money off of it the only things you hear about are the things that drug companies can make money off of you know I had a call from actually it was from Tracy we'll talk about it when we get back
4: Yep, We'll have more with uh, Steve Mitchell here, Joe and Jason, on the Half Empty Cup of Joe. We'll be right back.
1: It's a perfect time to plant trees during the tree farm's 50 Cent Tree Sale. Buy the first tree at regular price and get a second tree for only 50 cents. Choose from thousands of carry-out-sized shade trees, flowering trees, evergreen trees, and more. Buy one seven to eight foot tall flowering tree for only two sixty nine fifty dollars and get another tree for only 50 cents. That's two seven-gallon trees for only $270. You can see 25 to exit 235. Then five miles west to the tree farm
17: I am your Colorado Real Estate Specialist, farmland, mountain cabins, or urban dwellings. When you work with my team, we'll get the right property for you and be upfront and honest with you every step of the way.
0: The half-empty Cup of Joe is sponsored by James Morgan, a realtor with Grisham & Associates, LLC at 720-203-0731.
4: Welcome back, the half empty cup of Joe. The phone number to call is 877 536 1360. Give us a call, talk about the show, ask Steve a question, or you can text and Joe will read it on the air. 877 536 1360. Mike, we got Mike from Wyoming before we get to Steve. We'll go to Mike. Mike. Thank you very much, Mike, for calling in. What is your comment?
16: Hello?
15: Go
4: ahead, Mike. Hello?
16: Yeah,
15: I got a article. It's 25 historical books that demonstrate vaccines will cause serious harm for over 200 years, and it's uh, by a guy named uh, Kuhn Nijin. He wrote, and uh, the, since they said that vaccines never were uh, intended to be for health, for our health to benefit us. And I always thought maybe the medical industry at one time was trying to do good, and then uh, as they've seen, well, now we got the people with the Rockefeller foundations, and all that, they want to... Uh, population control so they totally they flipped it backwards instead of helping people they flipped it the other direction I think
4: but I, that's call. I yeah yes yeah, very good Mike good, good call I'll, I'll go to Joe I have a clip I want to play Steve maybe on the, either later this segment or on uh, the next segment that kind of goes with what Mike is saying which is does the medical system actually know these things do damage and they just give it to us anyways I know Steve doesn't want to think that that's possible but I, you know, Steve's smart but w- w- what say you Joe
3: well, I, I, I agree. I don't want to think that that's possible either, right? I mean, when when, uh, uh, when looking at this, but there's something not right when it comes to vaccines, period. There's something not right. Obviously, I, I think first and foremost, and, and Steve, I don't know if you know better uh, than this, but in, in my opinion, vaccines are incredibly dangerous and they don't really want us to know exactly how dangerous they really are right and, and and I wish that we would not be going down this road because they are so incredibly dangerous and Steve started talking about the lawsuits and people going after Pfizer because Hey, you didn't do things uh, the right way, and and and, and some of the, these vaccines—they got contaminated. Uh, things were in them that shouldn't have been in them. Uh, the, the the fact of the matter is, you're putting, you know, you're. And I, I guess it's changing now. Before, a a dead version of, of something dangerous into people's bodies, um, and I think that they've really created uh, this air of hey, this is just normal. This is how medicine is uh, and vaccines. uh, They don't really truly want us to know how dangerous they are. And unfortunately, uh, and I'm going to guess that it's incredibly expensive to create one. My my guess is it is overwhelmingly expensive. And when you kind of deal with that kind of money and that kind of pressure... Uh, you can see uh, how uh, things can be can be altered and it doesn't take a lot especially when you're talking about data doesn't take a lot to, to kind of make the data appear uh, better than what it is or make the data appear worse than what it is and and, uh, and, and I just wish that we, we would kind of go away from vaccines and try to find a different way to go about attacking these problems that isn't so inherently dangerous to begin with, Steve.
5: I think that it is true So vaccines are very dangerous and um, you have to rely on the drug companies to properly formulate them to make them acceptably dangerous for use. I think, you know, when I look back across time, vaccine development originally was targeted, although I'm sure there's always a profit motive, it was targeted more at trying to solve a, a medical problem. Polio, tetanus, things like that. Across time, vaccines have become business. They've become profit centers instead of sources of relief of disease that the human body is not capable of fighting off. And as, as we've moved to the profit model, companies have invested huge amounts of money into these vaccine developments and, you know, you want to get – if you get a vaccine out there almost to the completion of trials or ready to go to the trials, you've put a fortune into developing it, and then you find it's got a problem, the people that are, that are supposed to pull the plug on it may not do that. And that is probably the risk, that, that vaccines that should not have gone forward went forward – <clears throat> like I, I, I think the MMR vaccine should never be out there. I, I at least not for kids. It should be in el- older kids. But for some reason, they want they they had three vaccines. They combined them into one, and and FDA's trials proved that it could cause them problems, and the data was suppressed. And, we got another and caller. Steve, we've got another call. Let's try to get him in before the break, uh,
4: 877-536-1360. Sean, go ahead. Thanks for calling in. What's your comment?
15: Uh, yeah, um, i I got to say, guys, I'm completely distrustful of anything the government tells me anymore, and I don't have a hard time at all wrapping my noodle around the fact that they want to kill people with this stuff and i'm pretty sure steve even just mentioned it you know that there's a link between the mmr vaccine and autism and you know how else can you explain the huge rise in autism unless you throw in the mmr vaccine and uh you know i i just wondered if he could even speak you know because he's a pharmacist if he can speak to the link that they suspect You know, which they go out of their way to deny between the link between autism and kids and the vaccination schedule, which apparently he's obligated to, you know, abide by, um, which also is an enforcement mechanism. And I wouldn't believe anything the CDC tells me. They're controlled by the enemy of the American people.
4: (laughs) Before you go to Steve, go ahead, Joe. Get a comment in. I,
3: I was just curious to, with the caller, if there was something that the the government, the CDC, the medical industrial complex, uh, what could they do to get that trust back? Because I kind of, I'm kind of like the caller, man. I don't really trust anything you're telling me now. What, do you think there's something they could do to get it back?
13: John?
15: Yeah, they could voluntarily submit themselves for court trial and hanging. And uh, <laughs> <out>. <laughs> and once they're swinging from a rope, and I crack a cold beer, you know we get some new people in, and you know you got to keep a foot up there, up their hind end somehow.
4: Maybe we start the bankers first, and we'll move down the ladder after Do that. Because if you can cut off the financial Stop control, pitching. then I think the rest of the body
17: dies. Do
9: Are you prepared for a power outage? Never be left in the dark again. Wagner Electric has proudly partnered with Generac to provide long-lasting generators for your home. We have standalone and portable generators in stock now. So give us a call for a free estimate at 970-800-3693. If you are constructing or upgrading your home, trust our expert electricians to take care of your home the first time we offer services for anything from wiring an unfinished basement to wiring a newly built pole barn your electrical system is the heartbeat of your home so don't risk it and give us a call today to get started at 970-800-3693 or visit us at wagnerelectricco.com we are located off highway 85 in Greeley at 1517 2nd avenue wagner electric sets the standard
3: Steve Mitchell joining us and Steve you didn't get a chance uh, to chime in uh, with, with the with the caller you know he was talking about uh you know is there something particular in the vaccine you think is the autism trigger do you know what that is or 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 not and and again and and of course his thoughts about hey i'm not going to trust anything they say unless we get a rope in a tree uh and once that once that happens then maybe i can listen again do you think there's a way for them to get your confidence back in them
5: I'm not sure i i i was thinking about that very t- topic last night, and i'm not sure there's a way to get it back you know the this thing with the covid vaccine has you know, there's always been an issue of trust and and if you if you pay attention to the trials going on about the h p v vaccine and and how how uh they they screwed up the clinical trial to make sure that no one could they couldn't fail and you know, pay attention to some of the stuff that's on uh, the website. That uh, I think it's Children's Health Defense org or something. And uh, if you pay attention to some of the publications they have, you'll come to see that there's been a problem for a long time, but they've been able to to keep the public blind to what's going on. But this thing with COVID has has been such a blatant betrayal of the trust that now people are, you know, now we've gone to the other extreme. It's like, I'm not, I'm not against all the vaccines. I mean, I I know there's a risk and I know that, you know, they're not perfect, but I think that there are, there are diseases that need to be immunized for because there's no safe way to make people immune to diphtheria. Whooping cough. There's no safe way to make people immune to polio. I mean, it's like you have to have something that you can give to people that will help their immune systems be trained to respond, so that they can they can mount a defense to these diseases before the disease overcomes them.
0: But Steve, That's let me ask you.
5: Let me, let me ask you a question. And go back to where, kind of where Sean
4: was. He was very aggressive against this. Is it possible whooping cough is is has already passed through the population i know people still get it i know kids still that, that have that problem it's not completely eradicated but mm-hmm. is it possible that it's never going to come back in a big way like it did because all of these these uh, diseases at some point are our immune system finds a way to, to jump on top of it so to speak and only a very small amount of people ever have to suffer with it again i mean no, I is there some, think, some truth
5: I, to that i don't I, I think there's a lot of these diseases that that You just can't say that for whooping cough is endemic. It's, it's, it's constantly there. It's it's constantly a threat. I, I had a a a supervisor at the VA who passed out at work. He didn't even know he had whooping cough. His oxygen level dropped so low that he passed out and had to be hospitalized. So you know, even his immunity had waned across time as he aged. You know, as old people were more susceptible to disease because we don't, you know, our immune systems aren't up to snuff. So I don't think that, I think there are a lot of diseases out there that you just are never going to conquer. I mean, we've almost conquered polio, but it keeps popping up. Actually, today, I think most of the cases of polio come from the vaccine. But before that, polio was a killer. And it just was. I mean, you can look at the at the, at the pictures of it and uh, across time. Some diseases like like plague, you know, plague has has waned. We don't even know why. You know, it was, it. was the different versions of plague come. Some are massive killers. Some are not. You know, you go out into these prairie dog villages around Colorado, and they have plague. And every once in a while, people get it, and they treat it. And we're lucky enough that we have the medicines that we can treat it with if we catch it in time. But plague as it existed in the Middle Ages... Was an entirely different animal. It 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 had different symptoms. It presented differently. It was the same disease, basically, but a different like the flu. It's a different version, right? So I don't think we can ever let our guard down. I don't think we, I don't think it's appropriate to demonize all vaccines, other than to say all vaccines have a risk. Some vaccines, I think, the drug companies have bastardized to maximize their profits. And some vaccines, post-COVID, especially, I don't trust at all. I don't trust the COVID vaccine. I don't. I don't trust any vaccine that's dealing with our genetic material, because I don't think we're smart enough, and I don't think that the integrity exists in the drug companies to drop their profit when they see a problem, because we've we've seen that they haven't. But. There are diseases out there that can kill us and that, that our bodies can't res- respond to quickly enough. You know, uh, Tracy called me the other day and he's, he said, Steve, he says, you know, a pharmacist, um, you know, I want to he- know what you think. I heard that they're giving, you know, the Ebola vaccine to all the people at Denver Health. And I thought, what? <laughs> Why do you talk about Tracy? Because Tracy, you know, Tracy knows a lot, but sometimes he sounds kind of crazy because he, he knows a lot, right? And so I thought, okay, I'll go check. Well, yes, they are giving the Ebola vaccine to some people at, D- at Denver Health. There's a response team that's part of a, a national group of organizations that respond in case of some catastrophic disease. And these, some of these Denver Health people got this vaccine.
4: Steve, what, what would be the uh, purpose of having aluminum in a vaccine? Almost all vaccines have
5: aluminum. Why put aluminum in there? It's an adjuvant. It, the, the body doesn't like aluminum. So it makes the body's immune response increase. And that's one of the things that's a huge problem. They do that because it maximizes their profit. It takes less material to elicit an immune response. But aluminum is not good for you. But they use it to, maximi- to make the body doesn't like it and so the body responds more aggressively. And while it's doing that, it makes more antibodies to the, so, so to the all vaccine. The, all the different bad things that are in vaccines are,
4: I guess, would be considered. Cause I'm reading the list of stuff that's in vaccines. This is off a vaccine information card: antibiotics, animal DNA, formaldehyde, technology, polysorbate, cell lines of aborted human fetuses. These are all
5: things that are in different uh, vaccines. Right, and and a lot of those are. Are artifacts of the manufacturing process, and we can talk about it when we come back.
4: Yeah, we got we have
5: one to more Steve se- Yeah, we got
4: one more segment with Steve Mitchell. We'll be right back. Stay with us.
11: KHNC is proud to carry My kind CBD products. Products include cocoa, top-shelf tinctures, hemp salve, moisturizing lotions, and retinol cream. They also have pet tincture and hemp shampoo for a healthy coat and skin. To see all the CBD products we carry, visit the station at 2 South Parish or check us out online. Go to 1360KHNC.com. Click on the shop button.
10: To the song I wrote, you might want to sing it note for note, don't worry. Be happy.
3: We're back here, the final segment of the half-empty cup with jo- with uh Joe and Jason, Steve Mitchell. Uh, and I know, Steve, right, right before the break, you're kind of going to get into some of the stuff. You know, Jason was talking about what, all the stuff in the vaccines uh, really quickly. I know we don't have a whole lot of time, and we'll have to dive into this again on another show. Uh, but but tell us, uh, at least on some of these things, what they are and why they're in there.
5: Yeah, so you have to have a way to – a lot of these vaccines you are basically making some – Component, some protein or some peptide that is in the disease that you're trying to make people immune to, especially the newer vaccines are like this. And, and you have to find a way to make that most economically and with the least threat. And it used to be that, you know, like polio, they took the vi- polio virus and they killed it or they made it so, so we could, couldn't hurt you. And that's still the, the way that that vaccine works. The problem is, like in the Cutter incident, sometimes it doesn't get processed right, and people get disease from from the vaccine, and that's always been an issue. People are always afraid of it. So, to minimize that risk, companies have come up with ways of making, like the flu vaccine, is always like a particular protein that come, came, comes from the the virus, right? And and so, how do you make that? Well, in most cases, with the with the flu vaccine they grow the the virus in eggs and then they kill then they you know specially sterilized eggs in special environments and then they harvest you know they harvest these particles out of out of the eggs and and break them break the viruses up destroy the viruses and then harvest out these little particles it's never a perfect process because how do you get all the impurities out it's like trying to to sort you know, when for people that work in, in, the, in the grain industry, you know, you, you're trying to sort grain. You always have contaminants. You can't get down to 100% purity. And so there's always things in the vaccines, and there's just limits to how what's acceptable. Some of these things are grown using yeast. Some are used using viruses. Some are, used, are grown using bacteria. Uh, and some are grown using human cells because that's the only way you can grow these diseases so that you can break them up and make vaccines out of them. So it's more about purity of the product at the end and then you have this this concept of adjuvants and adjuvants is a huge issue. You know, the HPV vaccine, I'm not a fan of that. I have recommended against that to many people. Because at first, I don't think it works for what it's intended, what they're selling it for. And second, I think it has a lot of bad side effects because of the adjuvants that are in it. So adjuvants would be like aluminum, squalene. Squalene was used reportedly in in an anthrax vaccine that American troops got. They said they never did, but a lot of people died and had you know, very squealing-like side effects. You never can prove it because you can't, you know, you're not in the manufacturing factories and these companies can hide all their data. So there's this constant attempt to find a way to make the vaccine as cheaply as they can to make as much money as they can. And, you know, getting back to how would you clean the system up, because now I think, you know, at this point, Americans, most Americans that I talk to, they have no faith in the American system anymore. I mean that they just—I mean—that may not be what they tell people, but at the sidebar at the nail salon, they don't trust the the medical system anymore. And I don't know how you fix that. Other than we had to come up with a. A group of people or at organizations something. that are not tied to the drug Stop companies that bitching. can act as referees. Do something. Joe, take us out.
3: Thank you guys so much. We'll have Do Steve Mitchell back again. God bless everybody. Alex Jones, coming up next.
13: Do, Do something. something.